Verulam Sports. Hello again and welcome to Verulam Sport Podcasting. Got to tell you, many of you will know, of course, I'm a huge fan of the NFL and I love this time of year because we are truly into the business end of the season. We only have one uh, week of regular season action to go. The playoff picture is taking its places, uh, but there's still plenty to play for in the final week. And then, of course, we are in knockout football as we build towards the Super Bowl in February. To help us unpack it, we have, as always, the chairman of the marvellous Hertfordshire Cheetahs American football team here in our uh, Hertfordshire area, Andy Dickens. Andy, welcome back to Verum Sports, and I hope you've had a marvellous and a Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you as well, Tony, and uh, thanks very much for having me on once again. Hey, Andy, listen, it's always a pleasure. Truly, truly it is. As I was saying in the build-up there, I love this time of year because, you know, I love the start of the season as well where everybody's got hopes and dreams. And long ago, my 49ers' dreams were dashed, but I appreciated their efforts against the still divisional chasing uh, uh, Cardinals. Um, But this time of year, it really is taking shape and we are down to the crunch time, isn't it? It's where uh, you really have to dig deep and it's what the Yanks call gut check time for so many teams now, isn't it? It is. And and, uh, as a Vikings fan, I can... uh... (laughs) <laughs> share your feelings of the hope being being dashed and a bit like the 49ers managed to sort of just hang in there and give give us some hope for a few weeks before uh before kind of crushing them but um but, but yeah, absolutely listen, Andy, i'll tell you what you stayed relevant you stayed relevant right up until about a week ago but there it we kept, go it kept it kept the interest in, in football at least till, <laughs> at least till december <laughs> um excellent stuff but, well, i'm also but, really excited to unpack the uh playoff picture unfolding as it is uh, but just quickly Got to tell you, I'm not really a fan of the uh, the Pro Bowl. Uh, I think it has the potential to be a you know a stellar game, but the way they play the rules, and I get it. You know, it's always I feel a bit of a bit of style over substance, quite frankly. However, you know, it does mean a lot for players in terms of bonuses, in terms of uh, kind of legacy cementing, and for many, uh, building a case to be future Hall of Famers. And we have had this week the uh, Pro Bowl uh, announcements. Just looking at that briefly, who are the names to stick out for? And if you are new to NFL and maybe just want to have a bit of fun and enjoy the, uh, uh, um, the Pro Bowl a bit later on, um, what would be the names that you would suggest people do keep a BDI on? Um, well, I think uh, this year's been emergence of some really top wide receivers, haven't they? So uh, Stefan Diggs, as a as a Vikings fan, moving to the Buffalo Bills, but um, his effort over the Patriots last night, I think um, not just a Pro Bowl, but I think um, perhaps arguably an All Pro year. And and as much as it pains me to say it as a Vikings fan, uh, the Green Bay Packers, um, Devontae Adams, really kind of you know um as i think he, he received quite high praise from uh, from aaron Rodgers the other day and, and mm-hmm. has perhaps cemented himself as the real sort of number one receiver in the league um i think as obviously um running back wise i think alvin kamara six touchdowns against the vikings again last um on christmas day i think that really cemented him as that that kind of modern running back you can catch the ball outside the backfield but people also don't appreciate how how kind of tough he is through the tackles and how how difficult he is he can run north and south can't he he doesn't strike as a giant by nfl standards but my goodness me he's uh, he's elusive and tough to bring down and those six tds were a new orleans record so again he's a he's a stellar player definitely one to watch out for yeah and and i think um 
I think this year's the emergence of uh, Josh Allen at the Buffalo Bills, which was in, which was he was a, a quite a controversial uh, draft pick. I think in terms of uh, he was quite divided things. I think he had an accuracy under only completed mm-hmm. under fifty percent of his passes at, at Wyoming, which isn't the absolute um, strongest standard of college football. But um, credit to the Buffalo Bills, he's really sort of taken a few seasons to develop. But this year's really starting to become a standout, and and perhaps just on the cusp of, of trying to join some of those. Uh, really top tier and elite quarterbacks and uh, I think one of the things to watch is uh, the reemergence this year of Aaron Rodgers who I think is, is probably tied up the MVP race yeah. this this weekend and and having having him at that that kind of um uh, you know at sort of the reemergence after a few few kind of down years as, as perhaps the you know uh, arguably along with sort of Patrick Mahomes is, is the top um quarterback and I think Green Bay having drafted a quarterback in the first round this year going into the season uh, there's going to be quite an interesting off-season there and some of the discussions that are going to have to take take place with with Jordan Love there and um, I suppose if I want to be slightly biased and pick out one young player to watch out for the for the future um, Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings as a young receiver um, was a few receivers taken before him this year in the draft but but he's really had the outstanding rookie year and I think um Along with uh, Justin Herbert, the San Diego Chargers quarterback, so they're probably your two for the few, you know superstars, potential superstars for the future. Absolutely, it's always about those emerging talents. Uh, I'm delighted you introduced there, Justin Herbert, because um, what a season it's been for him. He only actually came into the piece, I think, a bit later on, maybe, maybe uh, week two, week three. Uh, but he's definitely um, the face of the Chargers for years to come. 28 TD passes this year, surpasses Baker Mayfield and sets an NFL record. He looks a leader as well to me. You talk about Aaron Rodgers being uh, G'd up for this campaign, but there are certain imponderables, aren't there, Andy, when it comes to the QB, which stats don't really kind of quantify. And that leadership quality for me is something that Justin exudes. I like the fact that when he was made aware of the record, I'm sure in Woodley he was already eminently aware of it. He said, look, for me, I was delighted that team got to win I think that kind of thing that kind of leadership quality is something that again if I was a charger right about now I'm feeling very enthused for the future yeah it's an interesting one because I think it's a role that he seems to have really kind of grown into over the season um the charges were obviously the two LA teams were subject to the HBO hard knock series that if anybody um wants to start getting into NFL it's a fantastic watch which basically follows the training camp and it saw him coming in as a rookie and he he didn't seem to have that kind of at that point that that self-assurance um Tyrod Taylor the 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 quarterback at the start of the year who seemed to very much be the kind of leader of that team and the way he kind of held himself but I think um and I think that was sort of the knock on him coming out of the draft mm-hmm. he's kind of perhaps that that kind of personality and stuff um he again like a bit like Josh Allen was quite a divisive draft pick but um obviously since getting into the lineup in, in week three after that kind of unfortunate incident where uh, with the doctor and accidentally injuring kind of Tyrod Taylor um he just really looked the part he's just um phenomenally athletic throwing things and as you said that, that as the season's gone on um that leadership on well, what people have to appreciate is is it's not a good football team in the charges this year um to be putting up those sort of numbers is is phenomenal and i think as you said i think he is really is a a future star absolutely future stars excited but what excites us even more is the here and the now uh week 16 is in the bank we build towards week 17 the final game of the regular season um just quickly andy before i do that it has of course everybody even if you've got no awareness of american football and i hope you do get involved uh, obviously you'd have to have been you know buried your head in a sand or sort of you know just uh 
you know, some kind of, well, it'd be impossible, I think, not to be somewhat aware of the bigger picture, the global context, and the pandemic that swept planet Earth. Um, we talk about any given Sunday. There's been football every single day of this uh, working week, and indeed Saturday, Sunday too, throughout this unusual campaign. I think we've got to give credit to the team behind the scenes, actually at the NFL level, to ensure, yeah, we've talked about the injury nature of it, we talked about all these issues, but we've going to have a full regular season action, aren't we? And I think that's credit to the league. Yeah, and I think um, they've sort of led the way for other sports leagues around the world with un unprecedented testing. Um, there have been slip-ups along the way, so um, I've quite enjoyed some. I think the Cleveland Browns played without their four starting wide yes, receivers this week. I, um, I think um, NFL players showed that, just like all of us, they're human beings and, and struggle to sometimes adapt to these and stick to the rules and new guidelines. But um, but but I think um, overall it's been a fantastic effort, and I think particularly in the NFL, what people have to appreciate it's not like say like um the national ho ice hockey or the nba with the basketball where they can or, or some of the cricket you watch in this country where they're able to put teams into bubbles mm -hmm. um you know teams are out and about and they're traveling um even much further distances than premier league teams catching flights and stuff together so for, so the the possibilities of of kind of um transmitting it and stuff and there have been near misses and rearrangements but to be in a position to to kind of finish the the um, the regular season and and then potentially the playoffs on time is is no small no small achievement and I think um you know they they've certainly the NFL has, in terms of the the testing program and stuff like that they've put in place has done a done an amazing job. Yeah, absolutely. Credit to all involved. And as a big fan, I know you are too, Andy, and I know many listeners are. Uh, we salute everybody involved, all the players. Uh, all the staff, all the coaching staff, and again, the logistics men behind the scenes to have made a very thrilling season possible. Uh, again, we're on the cusp of the playoffs. Because of that global context, um, can you just briefly explain the changing nature of the playoffs this year round with an extra team, seven teams from both conferences make the playoffs this year. And so I guess that makes this final weekend even more thrilling. Yeah, that's right. So um, up until this year, it was um, so um, there's 32 teams in the NFL. They're divided into two conferences of 16 and traditionally six teams from each uh, conference. So each conference, if you like, is divided into um, sort of four sort of separate conferences. And, and the four winners of those conferences plus two wildcard teams um, get, get, go, go forward to the playoffs. Um, this year, they've introduced a, a, an additional wildcard team, which um, I've, I've has been quite exciting actually because it's kept a lot more teams in the hunt um so hence uh, an order season i'm afraid uh your 49ers and my vikings um that interest might have uh, been over some time ago but actually particularly in the nfc it's kept a huge number of teams in there in in the hunt for, for playoff football and the other thing is it means only one team gets a first round bye so um gets a week off which is huge this time of year so that means um particularly in the nfc where the, i think we've got the seahawks packers and saints can all potentially get that that bye so it means that they're going into the final week of the season with with a lot to play for yeah, absolutely it is all to play for as it stands um we you, we've analyzed and you've explained brilliantly uh, aaron Rodgers looking like an mvp but it's that's almost i feel uh just one of those kind of tough cuts that the great patrick mahomes receives because he tops uh all qbs in terms of number of uh, um yards uh he's right up there with uh, touchdowns he's just a true magician and his Chiefs top are currently the number one seed in the AFC. And Rodgers and the Packers currently top 
um, the NFC uh, playoff rankings. As it stands, it looks like they will be favourites to collide in the Super Bowl, and what a bowl that would be. But there is still so much to happen before we can get there. Uh, Saints clinch their berth, as do the Seahawks, as do Tampa Bay, with, of course, Brady dreaming of a seventh ring. And the Steelers are the uh, only other team in the AFC to have clinched a playoff berth. I just really quickly want to talk about the Saints. We've spoken about the wonderful Kamara, hugely rate him. Breeze is back. You can't deny Breeze's uh, legacy. I mean, he's a a Hall of Famer. And obviously, Sean Payton knows him incredibly well, trusts him. But is there any degree of QB controversy there? Obviously, Breeze was out for a bit. He's come back and Saints keep winning. But I don't know. I'm not entirely sure that he is the player that he once upon a time was. And I just think they're so innovative in the offensive scheming that Hill can do a job and I think a few others too, perhaps. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I think Drew Brees very much came back, and and the team was very much uh, loaded up to their Super Bowl window is very much now. Um, he he's definitely not the same player, um, and I think that was evident even going back to last year in terms of later in the year the difficulties kind of pushing the ball down the field, um, the kind of deeper passing game. Um, he really kind of struggled, and and albeit that. He's now 41 years old. Um, I think Father Time's undefeated. And certainly the, the latter part of his 30s, the bar he set was, um, mm-hmm. was very high and he's undoubtedly going to the Hall of Fame. But um, I, I agree. I think um, the bigger thing is they, they've obviously put Michael Thomas, their wide receiver, on injured reserve for the yeah. rest of the year to try and get fit for the playoffs. And um, he, when fit, he's been one of the very best receivers in the NFL. And I think Drew Brees has been quite reliant on him in recent years. So I think that... that um, so I think... Um, Get, getting him back would be massive for the Saints. Um, Taysom Hill, I think um, it's a really interesting one, isn't he? He was obviously brought into the league as this kind of, um, had a, a, out of BYU, had a, a sort of disrupted kind of college career of injuries and um, been brought back as kind of backup quarterback that's sort mm-hmm. of unheard of because he plays on special teams, he plays a bit of running back, plays a bit of wide receiver, does been kind of a gadget player. But I think um, the the contract they gave him, the Saints gave him in the off-season, mm-hmm. really shows what they think of him. And I think Sean Payton said many times over, they feel that, that they've got that quarterback in the the building. I've, I, my, my sense is they will go with Breeze for the, for the, for the playoffs. Um, I think Taysom Hill was a, a a little bit hot and cold um, mm-hmm. during his his period, so he had some really good games, but also that that game in Denver wasn't wasn't the greatest showing against a, a really compromised uh, Denver Broncos team on that day. And I think that I think that's probably just created enough doubt that that Breeze will stay in the the lineup. But um, I think I think um, if they if they were to win the Super Bowl. Um, I think, unlike the first time they they won it some years ago, with, with Drew Brees was very much the main man. It will be around the surrounding talents. So it will be about your Kamara's, your Thomases, um, Cam Jordan, the really good, really strong defense they've uh, they've assembled on that time. And I think um, I think what they just need from Brees is to be be just sixty percent of the player he was, he has been over the course of his career, not and, and not to, and to avoid the kind of turnovers. Even um, on Christmas Day, he had a couple against the Vikings. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's uh, that game management and sometimes that's used as a a badge of disrespect. If you've got a tough D, uh, you've got players around you, then game management is absolutely critical and it becomes ever more critical as we enter playoff football where, of course, you lose. It's amen. You're done and dusted. Uh, Moving on, though, now... um, 
want to talk briefly about the Steelers. They're going to rest Big Ben, another uh, future Hall of Famer, I'm sure. Um, last time we spoke, they were the only remaining unbeaten team in football. They've had a bit of a slide. Um, the many pundits kind of expected that slide because they were winning ugly, which I'm always actually a big fan of. And I love Tomlin, and I think they're so well coached. Tough team. Nobody really wants to uh, face the Steelers, particularly playoff football. But what, from what you've seen of late from uh, Pittsburgh, what will they need to adjust? What will they need to be focusing in on if they are deadly serious about being a true bona fide Super Bowl contender? Well, I think they, they had a few injuries. So I think they lost Pouncey for a couple of weeks at centre. I think that was a, a, a really big loss. Um, I, I think the, the biggest thing actually was what the, the second half comeback. So at, at halftime, it looked uh, at the ba- a battle of some veteran quarterbacks with Philip yeah. Rivers playing incredibly well for the, the Colts. It, it really looks like... Um, Perhaps their, you know, the, the season really was going in the wrong direction. It'd be get off this, but I think in the second half of that game, um, what they got back to is 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 taking some slightly longer shots downfield. So a bit more of a kind of traditional Big Ben. I think um, Juju Smith-Schuster stepped up, and um, some of the other receivers that have been, you know, really guilty of some of, of dropping quite a lot of passes over, over the, you know, been quite inconsistent over the recent weeks, having started the season really well. And I think um, they've certainly an effort to protect. Big Ben earlier in the year and get into this kind of quick passing game but um, I don't think it, it clearly wasn't wasn't work and it's, it's clearly been found out so I think um, I think the biggest thing is actually taking taking a few more of those um, deep shots and and the other thing is if is um, Connor had his best second at half in, in mm-hmm. quite a few weeks and I think the big thing they've been struggling in recent weeks is is a lack of a, a running game um, and I think if they can get if they can get that going then then, then there'll be a, a kind of threat come the playoffs. But those, those are the two, two keys. And that, that I think that's in the three straight defeats they suffered. That was the key, really. They, they shut down the running game, and then, um, and, and lots of drop passes and short things, and, and their defense couldn't, couldn't bail them out. Another recent team with uh, Super Bowl success is the phenomenally well-coached um, Harbour Ravens. Uh, it's not been a stellar year for them, but they're currently residing as sixth uh, seed in the AFC. Um, last year's MVP, Lamar Jackson, a bit of a down year. But they're another team that know how to win, particularly in this uh, December, January time of the year, don't they? I think, I mean, for me, the, the Chiefs remain the favourite in the AFC, but I think the Ravens are the real dark horse. And I think there's, obviously, there were some difficulties earlier in the year. Perhaps the defence wasn't playing quite as well. Um, for some reason, they didn't seem to be able to get that kind of running game going outside of a bit from Lamar Jackson. And and even Lamar Jackson himself was, there was some talk, isn't it, about, um, he did, they didn't look like the kind of 2019 offence um, of before. And he was going on to talk shows, calling out the some of the play calling and stuff, saying it was too simplistic. But but as you said, John Harbaugh's a fantastic coach. And if somehow they always seem to kind of figure it out. And I think in the last two weeks, there's just been that... Um, they had that fantastic Monday night football game with the Cleveland Browns. And um, and the last couple of weeks, they've really just started to look like that kind of 2020 mm-hmm. offence at just the time of year. And I think it was always the team that upset the, the Patriots quite often in the playoffs. And, yeah. I, you know, I really wouldn't I really wouldn't rule them out. Um, I think they're, they're, they're a real danger team that, that nobody will want come the playoffs. Do you know another one, again, from the AFC perspective, that I would not like to face... Um, and I know at the moment they haven't even so much as clinched the division, uh, which is supremely competitive, the AFC South. But it's very much firmly in the hands, and I would suggest the very firm hands, of Henry. 
um, Titans for me with uh, with that amazing uh, running back. Um, again, in this crucial time of year, um, you know, again, their coach coming from the um, Bill um, Belichick school, uh, very much schooled in winning football. They're not a complete team, but they're a team that know how to win. I think they're a sneaky dark horse, the Titans. Again, uh, they need to secure that. Their final game of the season uh, away at the um, divisional rivals, the Texans, could be a doozy. But assuming Titans make the playoffs, I think they're a team to uh, could go under the radar, could be sneaky good. They are. Uh, you never quite know what you're going to get from them, I think. That's the thing. So they've had some some phenomenal wins this, this year. And yet they've also seemed to sneak in the odd game, like on the Packers on Sunday, where it just wasn't competitive. Or they just didn't seem to quite um, show up in the first sort of um, quarter and a half, by which point the, the kind of game was... Um, the game was almost over so I, I think um, it, they're, they're a really interesting team but I think um, there's a lot to be kind of excited there I think uh, Ryan Tannehill has been a kind of revelation since yeah. he's gone there and really has um, sort of showing some of the flashes that he showed at the Dolphins he's really kind of um, fulfilled that potential at, at quarterback and as you said um, he never quite um, I think Henry was just short of that, but he, if he, he needs a monster game on Sunday to get to 2,000 yards, just pure pure rushing yards, but he, I, I would never sort of put that that past him. And I think, as as you said, in in on a cold evening in December, kind of football where perhaps the passing game gets a little bit more difficult, they they could be a really dangerous, um, really really dangerous team. So absolutely, I just love this time. There's still so many possibilities. Yeah. Still, uh, a few teams on the bubble, dreaming of uh, a uh, playoff run, and who knows what's possible when you make it. Uh, on the bubble from the AFC remains the Indianapolis Colts, um, who again are very well coached, got a great defense. Can they find enough offense to get through? It's fascinating. Still, so much to be cited in the NFC. Arizona Cardinals. Um, have slipped recently. Niners beat them. And maybe teams have found a way to contain the fascinating, brilliant to watch on his day, as good as anybody, uh, Kyler Murray, QB for the Cardinals. Dallas Cowboys, we've critiqued them, but they are on a great run of form. Three straight <laughs> wins for the Cowboys on the bubble, as are bizarrely in the worst division in football, um, the NFC uh, East. Um, are the New York Giants. But all those three teams still dreaming of playoff football. So a lot to consider. Um, I guess I want to start with um, the maybe the standout game where it's, I suppose, as they used to say, for all the marbles, Cardinals versus the Rams. LA Rams currently hold the sixth seed in the NFC. Uh, Cardinals are on the outside looking in your thoughts ahead of this one. Uh, but we know Goff, who's not exactly starred, but is capable of being a good QB for the Rams, is out. So, yeah, Andy, your thoughts in this standout fixture? <laughs> well, I think that, that that's the headline, isn't it? Um, so the Rams seem to be going really well and then and then somehow stumbled in the last couple of weeks diversely to the to the Jets to give them their first win of the win of the season. And then um and then and then obviously um and then obviously um, last weekend where they were fairly comprehensively beaten by the Seattle Seahawks to to give up any hopes of, of kind of claiming that kind of divisional title. Um, 
as you said, Jerry Goff had a had a difficult game, um, and I think you can sense um, Sean Mc, Sean McVeigh's a brilliant not only head coach but offensive coordinator, and uh, I think you can get the sense he was expecting a, a little bit more out of the first overall pick about for you know five years having recently just yeah. um, obviously got that that big contract and and it was a fairly sort of public admonishment at, at half time of his quarterbacks play talking about you know not seeing the field and stuff which you don't often hear from a from a head coach um so you could sense the frustration there um and and they're obviously starting somebody who's never played a, a, an nfl game um at quarterback so um i think that that should you know that that should give the uh, cardinals with with the bears playing the packers an excellent opportunity to to potentially kind of get in but um equally the cardinals have been a real jekyll and hyde mm-hmm. um team all year you'll be I'm sure you're you know first to tell us how banged up the 49ers were and yeah. um and with a third string quarterback in CJ Befford the other night and and just not being able to get as you said um not being able to get it done and I just wonder if that if they are just that kind of eight and eight team that um that, that, that perhaps because of the nature of Murray's play and when he, when he scrambles and stuff, it's so so exciting that we've got a bit bit excited on a bit a bit too early because uh, I suppose we forget a year ago I think they only won two two or three games yeah, last absolutely. year so they have they have made those kind of strides forward but I think um the, the Goff Goff not being in the lineup um I think is it Josh Josh Warland or something is is the uh, is the starting key um is 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 the backup QB so he's not not someone with for instance like the Cowboys who've got an Andy Dalton to fall back on someone with a lot of NFL experience so um I think that addition makes it a very interesting game um I think what's not talked about with the Rams is how outstanding their defense has been mm-hmm. this year and um once again I think Aaron Donald is probably the uh, unquestioned kind of um defensive MVP and if anyone who hasn't watched a game if you watched him in the middle of the defensive line and how many offensive linemen it takes um to to stop him it's it's, it's phenomenal but um but they've done a fantastic um they're, they're very well coached and very well um schemes and they're, they're you know really good defense to watch I did you know what that's such a good point and I gotta tell you he's so destructive but bizarrely, I just find him fun to watch. I think he's a really fun footballer because he just is a difference maker. And, and you know, again, like you say, he's almost uh, looks a, ver- a veritable shoot-in for defensive uh, player of the year, Aaron, um, Aaron Donald there, for the Rams. Um, but, you know, if any man can evade his clutches, then Murray can, and a must-win game. This is a fascinating one. I'm looking forward to it. Bizarrely, I'm actually looking forward to the Cowboys versus the Giants. I mean, we've critiqued the worst league in football, haven't we? We could debate until the cows come home. Is it right and proper that one of the three uh, Washington football team, Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, all remain in contention? Looks like one of those three will make the playoffs, probably with a losing record. It is what it is. But your thoughts ahead of the on-form Cowboys um, away at the New York Giants. Well, as as I said, I think the Cowboys have um, underplayed to their their talent all year. Really, I mean, I think if you if you look at their receiving cores, CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, it, um, with Ezekiel Elliott running back, um, some of the offensive linemen that they've got, Zach Martin and stuff. They they are they've they've massively underperformed. Obviously, losing Dak Prescott was was huge. Um, I think the the bigger thing is they've seemed to have had slight improvements on their defensive side of the ball. So again, they're not again not not been short of talent on defense, but but um, 
but um but I think you know um people like Leighton van der Resch and stuff have started to play the linebacker mm -hmm. have started to play much better and I think there was this issue wasn't there at the start of the year where they brought in um Mike Nolan to be their defensive coordinator and there was um that you know there was some um he hadn't coached in the NFL for a long time and there, I think there was a lot of complaints about the the system being too complex and stuff for the players and names but it that that seems to have died down in recent weeks and 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 for all the terrible record um I think uh I think you know, we forget a few weeks ago with some of the seventh wild card in the NFC that's been a bit weaker this year. That, that at one point, I think all um, you know potentially you could have been looking at two teams getting out of this yeah, division at some absolutely. point um, for this. Um, but I think I think the, the, the sort of people I wouldn't it wouldn't stun me uh, even with their terrible record if the Cowboys got into the playoffs. Them them upsetting a, a team at home on on the Sunday there and, and and Dalton played extremely well in the second half this year. Did did you know, was hot and cold, but did do some good things at his time at the Bengals. And, and I suppose, um, given our talk about the Rams thing, shows, shows the value of investing in a good backup quarterback with, with experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've spoken about the experience of another QB, Big Ben. Uh, the Steelers already clinched their playoff berth. They're resting the future Hall of Famer, Ben Roethlisberger, and they travel to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, again, the Cleveland Browns, another interesting team. They're currently holding that crucial seventh and final wildcard place in the AFC. But the Colts, who are on the bubble, um, host um, the team with the worst record in football at the moment, Jacksonville Jaguars. We know it's churlish to say any game's a shoo-in, but I'd be surprised if Colts needing must win don't do just that against the Jags at home, meaning that this is a real crunch fixture. Again, we know the Steelers already are there. We know Cleveland Browns are on the cusp and hold their destiny in their own hands. But it's a tough one and it's a you know, divisional rivalry game. I, I'm struggling to really confidently say Browns, although I suspect they will win in context. Andy, your thoughts ahead of, again, another crunch uh, fixture with playoff implications? Well, um, I think it's really, uh, it's really uh, difficult to begrudge that any kind of Browns fan base there an opportunity to get in the playoffs. It's been, uh, been some time since the Cleveland Browns have been there. And I think, um, I think for anyone who doesn't know the NFL, I think it's fair to say they've been one of the more um, chaotic run organisations in the league. And that hasn't led to, uh, led to a great deal of uh, success, even when uh, Bill Belichick couldn't couldn't uh, yeah. couldn't win there it kind of um and and the, and the, all the success to that coaching staff they had there suggests um suggest how that perhaps the, that organization's been run but i think kevin stefanski's done a done a fantastic job and i think um having having looked at the steelers backup quarterback play last last season when ben, big ben was out i just i just think um there's a real opportunity there. And I think what, whatever people said, it might not have been the whole reason, but losing your top four starting wide receivers mm -hmm. last week was was uh, kind of um, incredibly disruptive. They had the plane on the tarmac, didn't they? Uh, they had a delay getting their flights. They had to do their walkthrough in the morning. So I think there was a lot of disruption going around that day. And I think in general, Kevin Stefanski, um, going from the Vikings' first year head coach there, has done, a, done an absolutely... Um, a fan, fantastic job and and they are talented and I, I just get the sense that they um, without ben, Big Ben in the lineup um and, and I, I don't suspect he might not be the only starter that they they rest um that, that might be enough for them to kind of um seal that 
seal that that berth and, and I've, as I said I think the I think the Colts will, will overcome the Jags I think um, the Jags are perhaps um, they fired their general manager early mm-hmm. in the year I think Doug Marone the head coach is there uh, it will be fired immediately after the game on there uh, on Sunday and I think they're very much looking forward to the kind of first overall pick and um, and getting Trevor Lawrence the, the Clemson quarterback into that into that building and and, and starting afresh really. Yeah, reboot, reboot, rebuild for the Jags. But here and now, still so many teams with dreams of Super Bowl victories firmly and legitimately in their heads. Uh, Andy, it's always awesome to chat NFL with you. I uh, will continue to speak with you throughout the playoffs and building, of course, to the Super Bowl in Feb. Uh, but always, I know, again, it's been a very strange old year. Uh, and I know, obviously, nothing's normal at the moment. But we love supporting the cheaters. We really do. We appreciate uh, you as ambassadors for the brilliant sport of American football here right across Hertfordshire. Can you just give us your website and your hopes for when training may well return based on the knowledge you've got at the moment? Yeah, so um, we've obviously been uh, dealt, obviously dealt a bit of a blow um, in the in, you know in the sort of tier four restrictions coming into place. So that means um, we can't do any kind of physical um, you know training for for any of our adults or or un, um, sort of adult teams at the moment, under nineteen teams at present. Um, I believe um, sort of training for under 18. So our, our youth team and flag team is permitted, but I think we're just um, obviously hanging on at the moment. It's, it's one of those situations, isn't it? Just because we're allowed to train doesn't necessarily mean it's the, the right thing to do. And we're obviously trying to balance off the benefits of young people being able to participate in sport, but at the same time wanting to keep, um, our, you know, all our players, coaches and, and their families um, safe. So, um, we will we will stick out some communications updating everybody um if you're interested in playing american football we'd still be very happy to to hear from you and and we will be doing some um online kind of classroom sessions and stuff for all our teams so um it, it it's a really good opportunity if you wanted to get involved to to come learn about the sport in in theory before and, and have a bit of knowledge before you you kind of go out onto the pitch so um we can be reached at www.hartfordshirecheaters.com that's uh www.hartfordshirecheaters.com um we can be found on facebook at hartfordshire cheaters afc um and um, we can um, we can also on Instagram and Twitter at, at Hearts Cheaters. And um, if you've got any questions, probably the best way to get um, hold of us is to send us an email at heartscheatersrecruitment at gmail.com. So I'll, I'll give that one more time. That's heartscheatersrecruitment at, um, at gmail.com. And um, we'd be happy to, to point you in the dire- direction. And just because just we're not physically trained at the moment, please please don't hesitate to get in, into contact. Um, we can still introduce you to the sport, allow you to learn, and, and um, you'd be very welcome. Perfect. It is a fantastic club uh, doing great things at all different levels. If you're even curious to learn more, do get engaged uh, with the Hertfordshire Cheaters. I'm sure you will not regret that. Uh, I'm looking forward already to talking to Andy again as we build throughout the playoffs and again to that Super Bowl in Feb. But for tonight, Andy, I want to wish you all the very best. Uh, Have a safe and happy rest of this festive period. Keep well, and I look forward to speaking with you again very soon. And here's for a more, quote-unquote, normal, uh, successful 2021. Thanks again. (laughs)